Hey, here we are on the edge of town. Uh, night out of town in the edge of town. We're filling in the blanks. I'm your host, Dan, and we got Jeff. Nick. We're going to talk a little bit about our hometown and shows we've been to. The kick-ass ones. The ones that stand out the most. Because we cannot wait to get back to those. The ones we can remember. The ones that we can remember. Because the ones we, we didn't remember, those could have... Could have very well been just as kick-ass. Oh, yeah. I'm sure there's quite a few kick-ass shows that I forgot about. Because <laughs> your memory. My memory's horrible. Yeah. Absolutely horrible. Yeah. You can't even remember what just happened. What? <laughs> and then and then the next one is how much money we spent on all the shows in our lives. And how did we get that money, right? Maybe that, that should be the third story. Yeah, right. Mean, shows were a lot, right? Like if you, if no. You, you know, I mean... Well, not, a, I mean, not not for me no, because yeah, because Jeff you were snuck in. Punk. You were punk. <laughs> I was punk. All my shows were like five bucks. Yeah, like two bucks. People were paying you to see their shows. Please come, yeah. come see us. But you know, there was there, there there was venues that stood out like uh, off the alley. What always stood out to me. Oh yeah, well that was the original. Yeah, and yeah. then and then the big the big one where you had to go to the shopping mall to go get a ticket. At the Ticketmaster, yeah, you go to Aragon. Oh my! You remember the yep. the Aragon was the big show. Yeah, that was like the big indoor show besides going to the United Center. But it's funny because it's not for everybody, but it was for us because we would go and see shows there. That yeah, played there like at the time, Corn and Deftones and and God, Tool and a lot of weird big arena type bands. Yeah. Right. So for for me, it was, it was the Smashing Pumpkins. It was, oh, it was uh, Beck. It it was the Strokes. Uh, that was a little bit later, but um, the Ween. Oh God. Yeah. So. Yeah. See, I didn't I didn't have many shows that were like Ticketmaster shows back then. You you were more the DIY. Yeah. I'm, not all of them, but a lot of them were just. Okay, what were the venues though that you went to besides Fireside or Off the Alley? I mean, we're talking like early on because yeah. most of the places I had to go to had to be not in bars. And what do we? Well, oh, okay, so we're talking pre twenty one then. Yes, pre twenty one. I mean, I'm th- talking like my early, early show going. Gotcha. So did you go to like punk house parties or or? And that's a necessity. Yeah, we, I want to be on the same year as everyone here. <laughs> like, right. Well, oh, yeah. Yeah, well, like we're, we're talking mid-90s. Cause, yeah. Because then we're also talking world theater. World music theater. <laughs> oh, the, which, yeah. which was probably one of my first Ticketmaster shows was Lollapalooza 93. You went to 93. I'm so jealous because it yeah, was sold is, out. What is that? Can you n- name a couple things from that? Rage Against Machine. There were. No, well, hold on. So I, I went... I believe I went 92, 93, or 93, 94. Well, I'm not sure. If you tell sure. me who played, I could sort of <laughs> tell you which one because my sister worked there. Primus was one of them, was oh, the ma- wow. was the headliners. I remember seeing Tool on a side stage at Lollapalooza. And Rage was on a side stage. 93, so year. so that was also like the Alice in Chains. Was Alice in Chains, yes. Beastie Boys. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, and Tool was on side stage, you're right. Yep. Jesus. And that was our hometown. Yeah. yeah. That was our hometown. Do you see, like, the water towers in Tiddling Park now? Yeah. They they have, like, the guitar as as the uh, as the L. The L is a guitar 
like Tindley Park with the guitar. And it's like, obviously, the guitar means we're, you know, the world music theater. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's like, I mean, it's. Which is what now? Oh, First Midwest Bank, I think. It's still that? Okay. Yeah, I I stopped following the names after. I don't even know. Yeah, because it was Tweeter, First Midwest Bank, then it was some other thing. Yeah. But I had the shirt. My I did not go to that one, but my sister got me a shirt from that one, and so I knew most of the people on that. And every everyone you said was true. Do you, yeah. So which uh, <laughs> do you remember seeing these bands? Nick just I, like I said, I remember seeing Tool on the side stage because I wanted to really hear um, Sober. Yeah. So that oh, was really cool. Yeah. That was a good. Uh, favorite song of mine back then I was like awesome to see them play on a side stage like that's my whole thing like I can't even imagine seeing them I never saw them where they were headlining well that oh, yeah. stop action animation video was just yeah. incredible yeah it was so like dark and Blind Melon and Black Crows were they a part of that or no no I don't remember no not that year no not at all I remember being in a mosh pit for Primus and Busting open uh, a friend of mine, Mike's nose. Oh, and this was on the on the lawn where it's angled. And oh you yeah, the, and you were the nicest kid in school. I mean, it wasn't a perp- <laughs> No, it was it was with my head. <laughs> it wasn't oh, uh, <laughs> intentional. <laughs> he gets in. He, that's why he's nice. He gets in these mosh pits. Oh man, uh, what was the feeling, Jeff? Like, so you were. You were. I mean, we were 13, young. 14, yeah, fourteen. You were fourteen at the time. This was my first like first big oh, show. Big so show. It was overwhelming, right? Yeah, quite. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd like to say that you know people go nowadays and they'll laugh about that kind of stuff and moshing and stuff, and it is laughable, absolutely. Oh yeah, crowd I'm, surfing. I'm also in that group, but for a large part, there was no thought. There oh was yeah. Like go in. I'm going. <laughs> yes, you're, you're pumping yourself up, and you're and you're going in. Yeah. I remember being older, and I I remember this is just an offshoot, but I remember going to a relative ass show because we're all friends and everybody was there, and 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 that was one of the last times I did it. But I, we were in some place with a balcony. I went from the balcony. I heard my favorite song, and I ran yeah. downstairs and jumped into the pit. And that was like. My last time. I can remember my last time. It swallowed you whole. <laughs> <laughs> I've never now, walked since. All of a sudden, I was 40. You know, I was like, fuck. Because the feeling that I get when when I went to Smashing Pumpkins was my first out uh, indoor show. And Spin Doctors was my first outdoor show. Because I just missed. I missed Lollapalooza 93. And so I went with, I went with Jake, Jeff, Alan, and Don to... To spin, spin doctors, and I was so disappointed because it was like I really wanted to go to Lollapalooza. My brother was going to take me, and then he went to go. He's like, "I'll go get tickets, and I'll come back and get you, Dad." And then he comes back and he goes, "They were sold out." And Ouch! And I, I know there was a way we could have gotten in. They had, but the the thought that I was going to say is that you went to it, yeah. and so the feeling that I had of going to Smashing Pumpkins at Aragon was just this overwhelming. Like going on a roller coaster or a haunted house, and you didn't want to do it, but you knew you had to, kind of thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, the whole entire experience. I remember staying outside of the Aragon in the pouring rain in a line that went for four miles, <laughs> and, and you just sat there, and went like, "They're not going to let us in." Yeah. They're yeah. not even. They do not care about you. And yeah. and the and when no. remember the the shows would be 
hours late or some yeah, shit. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Sometimes, like, you, you know. Sweaty, drenched. Or, or I guess you were just that much of a kid where you were like, I, you never, because, you know, you just, as we got to be adults, we finally were like, I don't have to go there early. Right. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you never got that as a kid. Really. No, nope. why isn't the band right in front of me right yep. now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you had to be there before the doors open. You had to. Yeah, and then you were so anxious when you were standing there in this like general admission floor, like, why didn't they start yet? And you got scared. You you wouldn't even have any drugs on you, and you'd no. be like, oh shit, I don't know what I'm doing. That's something. But it, because you know, because there was two big dudes that were like. 15 years older than you you're just and, and they were drunk in know. actuality they were probably only like five years older than you it just seemed like they were that much older <laughs> yeah two years older they were just bigger did any of you guys get to see nirvana did not no no, no? not at all not at all remember jake and jeff and ron they were like total nirvana yes freaks. yes they got to go see that aragon show i was so jealous of that too so those two shows were like the shows where i'm like I wish I would have gone to see Nirvana. I wish I would have gone to Lao Plu the ninety three. Those are those are my show regrets. So nine, nine Inch Nails was at that one too, right? Yes, it's possible. They wouldn't have been one of the bands I went to see. Like, you know, and it was other weird bands. Like, yeah, it was like L seven or something. Yes, L seven was there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That was my first CD. Between that and Radiohead, Pablo Honey. Oh yeah, <laughs> man, that's great. I I um I saw so so sticking with this. It's really hard to do, but like to not just jump jump everywhere. off. Yeah, yeah right. sticking with this. I know I saw at World Theater, Flaming Lips on the second stage of of something. Yes, oh, yes, was, I remember. That was ninety three. That was no, it was no ninety four. Yeah, yeah, I remember that, seeing that as well. That album came out in ninety four, and he had. Orange hair or something. Yeah, it was it, right, bright, like, brightly colored. It, I don't remember. Exactly it was literally from you know. She uh, don't use jelly. Yeah, yeah. Tangerine. Oh man. Um, that band is the band that I've seen the most. Flaming Lips. Flaming, Flaming Lips. Lips. Really. I've probably seen them like close to twenty times. Wow. Yeah. And, and but but being a Flaming Lips fan and then seeing them live, uh, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Like you, it's not, it's not, it's not like a stupid Grateful Dead thing. It's like sure they, they may, they may. You might agree with me. Yeah, they may be the best people to see live ever. Oh, they put on a show. Like it's so fun to watch them. So, so the two times I got it, one was when I went up and said hi to Wayne, and then he played on a second stage on, and I got a Slurpee or whatever. He just and then positivity oozes out of that guy. And then I saw them. At the Greek Theater in Los Angeles on Halloween. Oh, wow. nice! And wow, he came out <clears throat> in dressed as Carrie, long blonde hair, <laughs> long blonde and hair. I'm sure you that you, you did so haunted houses they, love that. They just go, they just go, do 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 do. They just start Michael Myers. Oh wow! So they played that live, which is actually a great song of mine. I mean, I'm a huge Secret Chiefs fan. They do it live, and so I'm I'm already. Oh my God, it's crazy. Yeah. I'm fifth row. You're already pissing and shitting yourself. Fifth row. Uh, funny point about this. Me, the other guy, the other guy. I'm not gonna say anything on the air, but let's just say we all looked at each other and went, "That's hilarious." We're all really sober. Um, <laughs> but but we went. You know what? This is gonna be insane. Yeah. I. 
think we're okay. And we had the greatest time at all. Yeah. So, uh, he, so they're playing, da, 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 da. all the lights are going Wait, what year was this? This you, was like the, like, the year you moved 2013 or something. It was right before I left. Oh, so it was like one of the last years living in L.A. Yeah, oh, they were doing these, this one, they had the money, and they were playing the Greek oh, yeah. theater, yeah. and we were outside yeah. in L.A., and it was with my buddy Jeff Watts and my buddy Samuel Sabori, and, uh, and two and three of the most different people you could possibly, which, which <laughs> made it all makes more. perfect, right? Yeah, yeah. So you're there, and he comes out, and da 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 da, and he comes out on a big bodyguard, uh, with like sort of like maybe some fetish type of leather stuff on, yeah, yeah. and he's on their shoulders, and da 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 da, and Wait, then. I'm He's on someone's shoulders. Yeah, yeah, this big like bodyguard with like <laughs> like fetish leather. Okay, so that's the guy that's wearing the leather. Yep. And then he comes up. No, he's in a oh, Wayne, he, Wayne's in a white dress and and and. But the the, the bodyguard. Bodyguard. Yep. I'm almost like something you. We all used to see this shit. Believe it or not, like <laughs> like, like, like Axl Rose did it. Like people remember it or not. People have had uh, uh, Anthrax did it. I'm a huge fan as far as theatrics are concerned. Back, yeah. Back when you didn't have any money or. CGI. <laughs> uh, so he gets up there and wait, and then da, and then they go into it. Da, 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 da. So they do the whole thing, and uh, he gets up there, and they're about to go into the louder part of the Halloween, and we're about to see whatever they're gonna do. This is first song. He goes up, he grabs the mic right before. There's no lyrics in this song, yeah. right? It's just da da da. Yeah. They go into the distortion, huge red balls. Uh, like they're used to, yeah, yeah, go yeah. out of everywhere. Red, only red confetti goes out of everywhere, like blood. And, and only right. strobe lights. And three girls behind Wayne Coin dump blood <laughs> down <laughs> Wayne Coin. And it, for me, being a metal fan at this point, my worlds were colliding. You know, <laughs> it was like. This and I have happen. I have pictures and everything, yeah, and, yeah. And, and and then it's you can you can search it because it's a very crazy thing that happened. Uh, it was a special show. It was amazing, and wow. we were looking at each other like. And then there's obviously the crowd. You were in the fifth right. row. All of a sudden, the crowd so you got splashed out. There was like a, a, a group of clowns. There was a like a <laughs> tightwater. It was everything. All tribes of people everywhere. It's it's insane. It's a, it's a it's Burning Man. It's weird. It's so L.A. Did he perform "Covered in Blood" the entire show? The entire show? time, and in uh, song three, he started being like, "It's really cold up here." <laughs> yeah, because yeah. it was it was L.A., but it was Halloween, and it was freezing, a little chilly. Freezing. Yeah, yeah, nighttime. And again. he wasn't, I doubt, on as much shit as everybody else around us was. Right. Because you, yeah, you got that desert weather, the temperature drops after the sun goes down. E exactly. Yeah. yeah, you lose all that shit. Yeah, yeah. I probably would have waited till like at least halfway through the show to get drenched in blood. And yeah. he, That's just me I think he may have wiped it off like fourth or fifth song, but yeah, he he went the whole place. And and you know, Flaming Lips is more of a uh, totally on, totally off type of band. You mm -hmm. know, they're on until they're off, and then they're gone. Yeah. Right. Well, they're doing shows right now in Oklahoma City, their hometown. They're doing bubble shows. Yeah, I saw those. Everyone's in a bubble, right? Everyone's in a bubble, and they they're doing several of them because the first one was so successful. It's just a band that can't. It can't go into a genre. When you bring someone yeah, new there, yeah. they go, oh, wait, I didn't know. Like, if I was brand new to them, I went and went, 
wow, they're more metal than I thought. And and they just were metal that night. You know, they're, right, they're yeah, a right. really good band that can fall into whatever the feeling of a live show should be. It's really great. Yeah. I, I remember going um, with Connor and Amanda to uh, the Metro and saw them. And they it was New Year's Eve 2000, 2001. So they started off by playing the... Um, 2001 Space Odyssey. Oh, that's and they, beautiful. And they gonged it and everything yeah. with the kettle drum. Dun, 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 dun. And then uh, he's like, this is going to be so cool. This is going to be so cool. And it was like five minutes left till, you know, the ball dropped. And he's like, all right, everybody, this is going to be so cool. And then there was like, there was like cannons up there. And then he's throwing bags of confetti everywhere. Just the, the bag sealed. And he's like, you know, get ready, you know, open that up. Don't, don't, don't throw it anywhere until, until we, we, we hit zero and, you know, like throw it in the air, the cannon shooting and then he. Live participation. That's what everyone was doing. Right at zero. He, he did, uh, from Soft Bulletin, the first song off Soft Bulletin. It was like, and he's two scientists were racing for the good. And it was like, oh my God. Yeah. Yep. Yep, such a fun, fun band. There's a there's a live w- one of him in uh, Forever Cemetery doing some crazy shit, like yeah. doing a, just a that only for fifty people. Yeah. You know, like I'm infatuated by people that can do live shows, yeah. interacting with people. You know, and here we are <laughs> going. We can't go around people anymore. Yeah. Do you but remember? We used to. Do you remember bumping? I, I we bumped into each other at Riot Fest. Were you at that Riot Fest? 2012? Probably. Uh, when do what it what did Weezer do the blue? Weezer did the blue album and Flaming Lips Flaming Lips played on another What a what a rainy shitty oh, muddy. so muddy so much shitty I'm old <laughs> yeah, day right, it was. Right. I've got a piss. That was back when it was in Humble Park, right? Yeah. Yes. That was the last, that was the last year. That, that was they the put last it. year of Humble Park. Because they tore the, the shit out of the that ground. Was the last and every, time. Every, there's no more grass in Humble Park yeah. after that. So, like, we're not doing it in the Puerto Rican neighborhood. Let's do it in the Mexican neighborhood. Yeah. Now. <laughs> what? What is that? It's not Mexican Douglas. over there. Uh, Douglas it's Park? The, it's, the, it's the border. Oh, Little Village is down there. In the Little Village is to south. the east and south. And then uh, South Lawndale, North Lawndale is to the west. But yeah, that's where they play soccer. My dad used to play soccer over there. Yeah. But uh, gotta find a di- different name for that. The ne- side note, the neighborhoods are so interwoven. We gotta find some different names for that kind of stuff. It can't just be like, yeah, this yeah, part. Right. That's not true. It's not true anymore. Like I live in the Ukrainian village, and there's some crazy people that live there. It's Inclu- crazy, though. including Ukrainian <laughs> people. But just everyone makes it such a. I don't know. We gotta yeah. start being better with our names or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. But uh, but Flaming Lips played at that show, Riot Fest. I think it was 2012. I want to say 2012. And he had the bubble thing just for him though. And then he walked out onto the crowd, and the crowd was like carrying him and his little and his big person bubble. Incredible. Yeah, big person <laughs> bubble. Uh, it, it was incredible. I think I saw someone. I think he did that at some point. Yeah. At the one, it's all a blur. Uh, there was some really cool stuff that happened in other parts. I'll tell you. I'll tell you one thing I saw, which was um, 
sticking with the outdoornesses of yeah. what we've been talking about. Um, are we in L.A. or are we out here? We're in L.A. We're in L.A. And I was taken uh, by special people to special events before I left L.A. Like people who they really went, you know what, I was going to go do this, but I know you're leaving L.A. Let's go do this together, you know. I, oh, I, yeah. I truly think they just opened up their door for me for a couple things. And I seen Peter Gabriel and the original band do the entire So album. Uh, so that's like uh, Tony Levin and the, the original yeah. people that were in the band doing, um, you know, Sledgehammer yeah. and right. all, all of his things. Yeah. But uh, but he did three sets that night, and it was at the – these are for, – for Midwesterns, I was there seven years. I was still going to new things. You know, I was yeah. just getting into wow. the you can bring a bunch of wine bottles into – Hollywood, uh, what is it called? Uh, Hollywood Bowl. Hollywood Bowl. Yeah, that's a thing. Okay, well, this, 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 you know, yeah. in, in LA, yeah. and now I guess Millennium Park is a little, but L, but Chicago be just people hitting each other with wine bottles for some strange reason. Like they just can't do it. Right. I mean, the closest thing we have is like Ravinia. Ravinia, and, Ravinia. and that is hidden. Yeah. Normal Chicago people don't know where that is. Yeah. You know? you got, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well. Well. Or they've been to so, a wedding there, you know. Yeah. They got kicked out. Yeah. The bowl, I mean, as spread out as LA is, the bowl is smack dad center of Hollywood. And then there's the, the Hollywood Cemetery. The the you ever go to those Bruin views there, like watch movies there? Like the, the, that's Blue Velvet. I oh, you saw Blue, Blue Velvet? Velvet there. I saw yeah. Buffalo sixty six. Oh beautiful. Yeah, that's one wow. of my favorite movies. Yeah. Hand down favorite movies. And I, I visited Chris Cornell's uh grave there and the, as well as uh Jesus Joey Ramone. Just, Oh. It's right next. I thought you were saying Jesus grave. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. he's buried in LA. <laughs> yeah, they moved it. Sort of I never, wa- I never walked around there. We saw a couple things there. We biked there, yeah. which is the way to get in. Uh-huh. You pass all the cars. Oh wow! See, right that's in. true LA shit. Yeah, right some good shit. Yeah, yeah. With uh, Janet <laughs> and uh, Tim Breen could have been there. A lot of people were coming up for intelligentsia at the time. Oh, nice, nice. All right, so take it into the weirder categories. What is this, some of the stuff Jeff. you actually saw live that you're like, I can't believe I saw that tonight? Uh, I have to think about this one. All right, all right. Like like weird isn't like what? I'll start with a small story. Okay. Um, I have bigger stories about this band, but this is one that's definitely noteworthy. Uh, I went to Double Door. Um, rest in peace. Rest in peace. Yeah. And I, but you know they're opening up in Uptown now at the bank on Wilson and Broadway. Close. And you see, you see people Broadway. that are um, opening for people. You see that you know in our genres, like you, you'll even see like I bet all of us have seen some kind of pyrotechnic at one point or another. You know, like like okay the. The, the opening, you know, like very Burning Man or something like that. Right. Yeah, okay, the opening man is uh, gymnastics. That's cool. I'm in. <laughs> I went to a small bar on the Lions Den on the well, on the north side. They did that, and then the it was so quick and timed that by the time they were gone, the the owner of the bar came. Oh, what the accident? And they were sleepy all, they time, were gone. Sleepy time gorilla museum. I learned them from you. That that's that kind of right thing. Well, well, they generate. You you could see an opening act like that. So anyway, the opening act was unlike anything we've ever seen. It's in Double Door, too. You know, you got a pretty big space, right? How many people fit in there? 500. 500. Yeah. So the opening act was a 
contortionist, sort of. It was a big dude, so, uh, sort of like sort a... Sort of till he broke his spine. Well, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> quite, lifted out of it? Qu- quite the opposite. Yeah, um, yeah. He was a sort of a muscular person. Yeah. That weird, you know, the only thing he was wearing was a Speedo. I believe he was, he was painted, and he climbed the walls and on the like ceiling. Like Spider-Man. Yeah. And, wow. and it was really cool. And, like, as a... It was, was in my young life as a young boy. I was <laughs> flabbergasted. It was it was just like what is going. And then I the, to pee. the band uh, played later, and and uh, and then all of a sudden in the like the fourth song, you see him come in and like oh this is sort of weird. And that, that was is weird. And and there was a lot of dialogue and stuff that I'm not getting into at the moment um, as far as like what particular. Uh, songs they were doing but like it was a aerobics not aerobics <laughs> it was athletic in in a way of something you know i mean i mean i mean you know there's been other people Eddie better climbs around and shit like that oh like, yeah they they have like, like cords ready for, like I, I saw them at wrigley and I, like those cords looked like they were made made like they makeshifted them so he could swing into the crowd. Oh, he did. Oh, so that's a thing now. Now, that's, that's but awesome. back when we were kids, though, yeah. Yeah. he was hanging on rafters. Mm. <laughs> and he was jumping into the crowd. I mean, have you guys ever seen, like, a like an accident happen at a show? Like a, like a you know, like a, like a Michael Jackson loses his hair or something? I mean, nothing to that extent. I've seen um, a bass player for a band bust open somebody's head because oh. they were just going crazy on stage and... The crowd's just that close to the band and the the smaller shows, yeah. and I don't know what he did, but his the the butt of his bass came down on somebody's forehead and cracked oh, it open and bleeding. They had to stop the show and oh, wow. get the person out. Wow. They they continued after they moved the person out. They're like, I was a I'm an avid um, Primus fan, and they got into some rowdy shows back in the day, and of, of course we all know this. And and uh, there's a, a older video. Before I think all of us were probably listening to them, who knows? Like, no, it seems very old. Where they opened with an incredible Rush song, like, and 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 not opened, they sound checked with it. So like, <laughs> like they sound checked with a, you know, yeah. whatever riff comes first, and people go like, oh, oh, and then they start playing it. Anyway, before that, or I'm sorry, after that song, he goes into uh, what he needs at the monitors and what he needs for the drums, and then he looks at the guy and he goes, oh, and you guys on the front row, and you know, he has a real nice. Funny voice. Yeah, <laughs> you guys on the front row. You can't. Has that 1920s voice or yeah. what? <laughs> yeah, you can't hit my uh, my mic. You know, uh, last time you hit my mic, uh, blood all over you guys. And, you know, there's just like <laughs> blood everywhere. And it, 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 it's just it was so punk right. of him to right. to do that because one that happens all the fucking time, yeah. or the electric shocks. The shocks. See, I don't know if anyone. Oh yeah, yeah. Oof. Just the grounding of. We're still getting them. We still got them in your house. Mm-hmm. Uh, Slow planes was playing in the other room. You got zapped. And uh, and and Tim always gets zapped because he's got some kind of ground thing with his thing or something. I don't know. Is that why he always has like is trying to be barefoot or? No, that's because he's a hippie. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, he's electric. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, like like you know, I, I, if you want to go around, I mean, I can just tell. There was a few stories for me that blew my mind, and I. <laughs> It sounds so stereotypical, and this is why I was reluctant to give the story. Well, just in front of two of your 
you know, friends right. that are the same age as you. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. So this one, I saw Jesus Christ in the clouds. Oh. And what were you on? I was on the ground. You know what I mean. <laughs> one foot in the ground. One foot was the other foot. Yeah. The other foot was with Timothy Leary. Oh. And there was a bunch of... Wait, where, where, where was this? This was in Indianapolis, and we were watching fish. Wow. This yeah. was it's the, all coming together now. This was the fifth day. No, this was the third day we oh, were watching Jesus. fish. Jesus. Of five days of this. <laughs> yeah, you don't see... Yeah, if you, you don't, don't see Jesus by the third day, I'd be surprised. I'd be worried about you. It's always threes. Yeah. It's always threes with Jesus. Trinity. And he was a cloud formation. I mean, it was a Michelangelo painting cloud formation. And he was knelt down with uh, kneeling, and he had the robe, and, you know, your, your typical, like, iconoconistic Jesus, how you would see in, in illustrations, and his hands were... <laughs> white guy. White, yeah. Yeah. white. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so his hands were up to the... Further up, and then there was the Big Dipper above him, pouring the universe all over him. I mean, it was showering <laughs> all over him, and then it was showering all over us. And I was like, <laughs> in actuality, there's some big hairy guy urinating on you. <laughs> but uh, so there was a big guy next to me. And I, no, but I poked him, and uh, it was Kevin, uh, Kevin McLean. And I'm, I poked him. I'm like, hey, man, you see that? You see what's going on up there? Yeah. And then I'm like, and I'm you know, just saying, you see the kneeling? And he's like, oh, I'm just here for the show. I'm just dancing. Because it was so mind-blowing. He saw what I saw. At least did I, he or did you tell him what he should be seeing? And then he's like, yeah, I'm seeing that too. Well, no. It's, now. It's, it's not that. I can explain. All right, please. <clears throat> please do. Thank you. you. At certain times in your life, you 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 pierce into hallucinogens or what have you, and you see um, weird analogies of the fact that we were all one in the universe. That That's yes. all. That, that's all that is. Yes. But it's those particular vivid moments that will Be stick with you, that change. You've probably heard this from, like, V for Vendetta and shit. You know, change an opinion, change yep. a, a, a viewpoint. And as you were saying that, all I could think is it's like, God, yeah, we all did that at that point, you know? Yeah. All yeah. went sort of into like oh shit i might not do it everybody but i figured out we have to care for each other and bullshit you know but love <laughs> love love yeah and i i so after that happened it was like this and whole, it wasn't because of fish <laughs> it was this whole hippie love parade and i was dancing with dozens of women and spinning around and it was just it was all good all guys. Yeah, all men. Yeah. All, all hairy men. <laughs> all, all men. No, big men. I and was, they were beautiful. <laughs> Everyone was wearing yeah. robes. No one was wearing robes. Yeah. There, there was it the, smelled. There was the 12 apostles. Was uh, it Was it the lawn? Are we talking the lawn? I was in the lawn. Yeah. And, a, and, and it's designed the same way as the World Music Theater, so they have that, that middle mezzanine where you mm. walk through. So when I, w I was dancing from there down the steps into the mezzanine and dancing with person after person, spinning around and frolicking, and it was such absurdity, but it was great. It was okay. great. And so that was one of, that, that, that was one of the moments. But I, I, have, I don't have a story about, weirdly enough, I don't have a 
amazing hippie story, even though we you we both dabbled with all the hippies. Well, yeah. I don't think we were either hippies. We we, we were we were we yeah. just knew Dan, all the hippies. Dan, we knew of them. And we, we were more Dan hippies. Was a hippie. We were more hippies than you. Absolutely. Yeah. But um, and we, yeah, we, we we both owned a tie dye shirt. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, or a parka. But I, but I remember meeting a couple people when they were all like, "Oh, that's what they get." And I, I mean, it's still to this day, I just, I, I do like fish, actually, not the live stuff, but I do like a couple albums. And yeah, but Grateful Dead, like not. I can I can admit I've cool. never really listened to either one of those bands in any kind of, uh, to well, any extent. Yeah, it, in, in I mean, Grateful Dead, I like their popular songs I've heard, but Fish, I don't think I've ever heard. A song, maybe. You, you know, in my life, and I've never really talked to you too much in in long form, <laughs> like we are now. Yeah, yeah. Um, are we tripping? Are we? Uh, but are we um, here? I'm not even here right now, yeah, Dick. But I'll tell you right now, I never, and I'm, I'm not categorizing you, but just for this conversation, you can go let's ahead. say you listen to punk a little bit. Um, <laughs> uh, I think it's safe to say. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh. When I got to L.A., I met a guy named Christopher Sperandio. A uh, really good friend of mine, and he taught nice. me punk. He was a drummer, and I had never learned it, you know, because I I didn't have like you could you could easily learn it by like growing up with it, you know, because right. you're just like I was oh. say there's not much to learn from and, punk. And, and I and I will say <laughs> I was yeah. I was always like a Bad Religion fan. I was always a No yeah, we'll No Effects fan. Yeah, there's some dead milkmen in there. Uh, or dead, dead Kennedys. Kennedys. Or dead Kennedys, sorry. Um, and dead milkmen. And milkmen, actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now that, yeah. Um, but uh, but he, but as far as playing it, as far as, you, you know, like you can simply go, yeah, yeah, punk, dude, I'm playing a punk. Ri-. No, you're not. You got to right. figure out the whole fucking thing. You got to sort of set yourself into it. And he was, and what it is, is weird shit. It's awkwardness. It's do it. You, you know, yeah. on the spot, it's hit it on the dime. All these little things. Um, I don't know how to explain it. I came from like a groovier, you know, right, like jammy, yeah, right. and and I didn't progressive, love, and I didn't love the jammy I was in. That's the whole. And he uh, he he did it. And the funniest part is, is he gave me like five songs that he wrote, and he taught me them on guitar. This drummer, and I had a hard time playing them. Thus, punk. For me, in my head, yeah. this this whole learning experience. That's and, interesting because I can't imagine anything punk being. I mean, that's. It was post. That's being a very uh, reductive. No, <laughs> you it, break it. It's like punk so easy, but there are actually technical punk bands. Yeah, there's things. But if, for the most part, it's just if Don it's was, power chords. If Don was here, he would step in and tell I'm you. I'm sure he would. Yeah, about the different strumming and. Yeah. It, it, no, it, no. I, I said I, yeah. it's it's reductive, but at the same time, it is a very basic. Yeah. Y- yeah. But here's what I'm saying to you: like, you got fifty percent. Let's just say fifty percent of those bands. You're absolutely right. The other fifty are actually doing a weird thing that they found easy, but is hard for the rest of us. Right. That, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. Is that I came from a different place, Bugatti. and for them to go like, you know, something, whatever. Right. It was Operation I. It was new. It was hard. I had to practice a lot, like yeah. a lot more than any metal or any like folk song I ever wrote. That's interesting to hear. To be honest, it's with you. very face yeah. to face. Now yeah. he was also a very hard person. He, as far as like senseis go, 
he also like he managed he managed a couple intelligentsias. That's how we met. I fixed the machines. He managed the stores, and he was a wonderful, crazy person. He 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 was a manager of a cafe, but he like should have been manager of the city. He brought me down for a meeting. I felt like we were literally in a meeting rather than just two people shooting it. And he took a bottle of whiskey out and he poured us a glass. And I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> you know? This is all But he also be. looked at me like, if you can't handle having a glass of whiskey over, like a good conversation to try to get shit done, like if you're going to just be like, oh, I'm drinking. Right. Get out of my office. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's just an awesome dude. And he was just a complete old punk. Yeah. He can go into it more than I can. I'm not going to name the band he was into, you know, but, but some good fucking shit. And, uh, and yeah, he played drums amazing. And after we had learned five songs, he looked at me and he was like, man, it's great. I mean, I like hanging out. I like what we're doing. And I'm like, oh, where is this going? And he's like, I just don't like the songs you're doing of mine. And I was like, <laughs> cool. And they never came out. Wow. And that was, it was wow. like so punk of him to do that. Yeah. Like, I was just like, well, fuck you. Then. Uh, we're, we're great friends still. That's um, awesome. And I have recordings of them somewhere, and one day they will come out, <laughs> whether he likes it or not. I thought they were good, you know. You know, it wasn't like they were. It wasn't like I wasn't hitting it. I think obviously we both needed to grow musically. Anyway, it was it was great. Pasadena, which by the way, totally. <laughs> I told you guys to stay up on the mic, and I'm like, so <laughs> you, know, you guys do <laughs> You're in the next room. I'm sorry. Um, uh, last thing about that story. Pasadena, wonderful occult stories in that. Oh God, time. here we go. Yeah, here we that, go. that's a, that's another show. Yeah, that's another show. Yeah. <laughs> so Jeff, come on, some weird ass shows you've been. To. Like honestly, the, I mean, talk you about more so blood. Much weird. Yeah. They weren't so much weird. I didn't have strange shows. Strange. You know? uh, it was just DIY basement style shows that was the majority of what was, i went to was the guy that got the the head blown off it was he was that the biggest brutal thing you've seen or have you seen that's the one thing that just sticks out like out? i'm i've seen people get into fights and stuff during shows even the bands that were on stage getting into fights with people in the crowd oh wow tell us about but, that no that's just it happened so it wasn't like, like a it wasn't like a weird thing that happened. It was like this happens every tattle, every dude. so often. You get but you were hardcore. Oh, like, thanks. Right, you went to hardcore. Oh no, yeah, that was like the main styles of music I listened to. Like back you, you in never back seen in the day. like a bunch of people beat up like a the, yeah like a, ra- a skinhead or something like that. Like, right, like you know you'd get racist skinheads coming into shows where they're, they're people trying. on stage are preaching you know anti-racism and obviously the heads are going to clash and people are going to want to kick the racists out and yeah. do whatever, but. Yeah, it was, it was a whole thing. And they were trying to crash the party. I think they just came to the shows, regardless of who the hell was playing. You know, they didn't give a shit. That's so weird. Yeah, as we're, as we're beginning to find out, it wasn't all thought out. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't doing much thinking, you know what I mean? So seriously, why were you there? I didn't really think much. <laughs> I don't even know where I'm at. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, like I said, I don't really have... Weird shows. What's one what's what's of the most interesting? Like, what's, the, what's the place in Elsa that closed? The guy. Um, the Forge? The Whale? The Barn. The Barn. The Barn? No, no, no. no. I'm talking Elsa. I'm talking like. O'Malley's? O'Malley's. Yes, oh. yes, yes, yes. It was by Zach. It was the owner. Like 119 <coughs> in Pulaski or Cicero. The reason it came in my mind is I, I seen. Uh, I forgot who 
it was, but it was, it was the funniest thing about this show was it was our friends, three bands, people. You guys remember the shots? They were like long, oh, God. sort of. Um, uh, you see them in a, a scientific place. Yeah, a vial, vial, something like that. Beakers. It was terrible, but uh, <laughs> but anyway, it was long after the. It was. It was just we. We had fun childhoods, you know. I, mean, <laughs> I think it was probably much two o'clock at this point, you know. And two dudes who I was looking at, and and this is like when the lights are already on, which is the weirdest yeah. thing, because it's just like wow, we are fucking yeah, pieces of shit. But um, <laughs> but there was two dudes standing next to each other, and one dude pushed the other guy, I think by accident. And the other guy looked at him. It's like, you want to fight? And and the other guy like at this point was like. Well, yeah. yeah, you know, like okay. might as well. Fuck, and they and he hit him so hard. And Wait, he, who and hit who? Well, in my brain right now, I have like red shirt and blue shirt. Let's just so call them. red shirt asked blue shirt if he wanted to fight. Yeah, and then what? Who hit who? The guy who asked to, if you want to fight oh, was threw the first punch. Oh damn it. But they had already like moved, like like look, I'm putting a little bit of yeah, dialogue yeah, in there. Yeah. Literally, these guys bumped <laughs> each other and then just was like, you know, and and, and he punched him, and the guy completely went black because at this point, I think most of us could like you could tap us on the shoulder and we would be the same way, you know. At this point, we're all just, just really like the everything is crazy. And remember, by the way, of O'Malley's, it's just got in my head there was a very large bald white dude that that was the security guard there yeah anyway he hits him and the other guy turns is blacked out we all know it and hits the side oh, no. of oh, the no. pool table oh my god and moves the pool table like a half a foot wow oh, that, that's the, he was that big and the big white bald guy goes that's it everybody out <laughs> and, and, and that was it and we all just like, <laughs> we never, no one picked up the guy. No one. Like, <laughs> He's still there to this day. <laughs> they cemented over the place. Yeah, the playground. Cops, it's a pl- it's a children's playground. It was Elsip, so the cops came at least you know two and a half hours later. <laughs> Everything was fine. All the coke was gone all the by coke, that time. All yeah. the coke was gone. Um, I will say on air. Uh, that uh, Milk Plow played a show there, and I smoked a bong on the side of the stage. That was oh, the first time and only sense. time I've ever smoked a bong in, inside a bar. That was pretty good. That's rock and roll. Yeah, off the alley. Mm. That, yeah, those were our those were like our formative years, like the early early teenage. Like that's where your band, your friends' bands yeah, can played. We, can we just get just name everyone who played there? Because all I know, I'll just Jeez. I'll say the first ones was Frill, Asadia, Imperial Spheres, Spooks, me and the Chimp, Fisking, me and the Chimp, yeah, Wrecking Ball, Wrecking Ball, Wrecking Ball. Who was Wrecking? Yeah, who's that? They were a rockabilly band. I went with Amy Hubbard and Max and Don, and uh, we went and saw them, and they were a, th- a three-person rockabilly band, and they kicked. I maybe remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Me so and the chip was the weirdest. Yeah. My my memory like again, my memory's not the best, but I'm pretty sure Green Day played there. Come on. Really? I'm almost positive Green Day played there. Oh. Early nineties. Ninety two. 
92, when we would come there, we would come on the nights where they're like, we don't ever get anybody out, so we'll just <laughs> get these guys to play. Yeah. And you went there on probably normal. Normal like, Friday and Saturday nights. Good nights, yeah. 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 Which is, I'm going to call myself out. I was not that cool. <laughs> but the night you guys played, uh, Asadia with Frill and Fizzgig and Imperial Spears and uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if there was another band, but where the green one was just another room next door, <laughs> and people put stickers on the wall. Oh, and you yeah. felt when you were there, you were like, "I'm gonna put a sticker on the wall." That was awesome. <laughs> that was an that awesome was night. Yeah. That was an awesome night. We had everyone from Andrew High School there. Like it was just hanging. Do you were you there? I guarantee you, I was there. Yeah. I don't remember it, but I was there. Oh, yeah, God. I was there a couple of times. I'm not. I mean, what what night specifically are you talking? I about? thought that was like a Friday or Saturday night. Like, are you talking? But it was about it was Chris. It was Christmas break. So were you talking about like the, the Sadian Imperial Spears Fizz Gig and Brill Show? Fizz Gig played. Fizz Gig was uh, Fizz Gig was the one that got the show because Don worked at Record Swap. You know how I took those black and white pictures that come from that yeah show. You've seen them. Yeah. Because remember, Asadia, my band had like Chris Hamning in it. It was oh, like dude. five piece at the time. Very strange. And you were singing, man. And you, I just remember you fucking rocked out. I just remember that. Like it was. If only someone had recorded. Right. I I would be a millionaire right now. Oh yeah, dude. You, you kill. I just remember you like looking up, and you were just, and everyone's like, yeah, and you just were just going, and oh man. And it was, and it was, you know. People that I already know that were standing there. I could almost... ISIL was in your band, right? Yeah, ISIL was there. And that's the funniest shit. You know how me and ISIL started hanging out? Went to his house after I saw him at school, and someone goes, he plays bass. I'm like, man. And you know, remember ISIL? (laughs) Yeah. ISIL just be like, what's up, man? (laughs) And and, and, uh, I went to his house. This is how awkward this shit is. Tinley Park, he lived right... On the other st- <laughs> side of the street of Andrew, yeah, you could be in Andrew in like Mr. Ironman's class and like look across and be like, "Well, he lives there." Okay, <laughs> so you walk out and I went to his house, rang the door, like no cell phones at this time, <laughs> right, like right. nothing, and he's like, "Hey," and I'm like, "You want to be in a band?" He's like, "Yep." And I'm like, that was it. <laughs> that was it. it. I, and I've I've hung with him ever since. Wait, who who else was it? Was it Bill Hamning or Bill Hamning, Chris Hamning? Rob and me, yeah, 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 and and um, and this if that was called a Sadia, that was the the precursor. The well, no, the precursor of that was me and Dan Jessless, this other guy. Oh, that, all right. That that's how that it was very strange, very strange. Oh man, oh man. So so seriously, I asked him. Now I'm going to ask you, what's the bloodiest thing you've seen out in the I mean, you've got to see somebody just do some weird shit. I mean, come on. We haven't even talked about Metro yet. Well, I don't know. I don't know if it was the bloodiest thing. Or, or just a mistake that I'm, I'm, I want to see the things that I were. got hit in the head with a bottle oh. at the Smashing Pumpkin show. That Smashing Pumpkin show, I, I, I was standing on a chair uh, and with Jake, and then Jake ran off, and then I was still standing on this chair, and then this drunk dude comes up, Swings a bottle over my head, and I'm Ouch. I'm, Wait. I'm in pain. And what kind and of bottle? Is so this? he was intentionally trying to break it over your head. Yeah. Right. And, oh, and, look out, look and out. I, I look beer bottle. Uh, 
it felt like it was just a fucking battle. Wow. And uh, I look at him, and he was just, he looked like he was blacked out drunk. And I'm just in pain, throbbing pain. And then That's fucked up to do to like a kid, like 14 yeah. year old kid. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's, it never happens where they say it in the magazines, but people watching that many action movies, there's like two or three of them out there that actually are actually going to yeah. break right. a bottle right. over your head. And it didn't break. Yes. It didn't fucking oh, break. Oh, of course, right? And then he's looking at me and saying, like, I remember him saying, sorry, uh, you know, like, I'm so fucked up. And then I'm just like, you know, waving my hand. And I'm like, my other hand is still on my head. I got a welt on my head and just walking away like, this is how this show. Because I, I remember it was the encore. Instead of just telling you to get off the chair. Yeah. You're probably standing, like, in front of him. Like, in <laughs> no. his way. And you, no? no? No, it was beside him. His girl was standing behind you then. It's, yeah. yeah it's, it's, called, was, it's called, yeah, angsted. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's called anger. And it was my first indoor show, so I was confused. and I just walked off, and I'm like, oh, man. You know, like, you that bumped, is, bumped that, your head really hard. You bring up a great point about being... Like, it, when you first go to most of these shows, even though it's like, I totally got to go to this show, it's always the most awkward experiences. Yeah. And getting through <laughs> that in your life, you, you, you look at it now just going like, well, I wanted to see the bands I want to see. But getting the ticket, right. going to find the, the whole friend, experience, getting the, process. the fucking thing, yeah. getting there, just, you know. All you're the, out of your element. You're just like, oh, you're everything. unsure of what's going to happen and where you're at. You're there like, was never... When I saw Tool at the Aragon Ballroom, which was mind-blowing, it was the Anima Tour, it was the Cows opened, if you remember the Cows, they were a very oh. awesome, very strange Chicago band. They never play that one song, Learn to Swim, on the radio. Learn to Swim. What's the name of that tune? Learn to Swim. Learn to Swim. You is, it, is, it, is it Learn to Swim? Or is it... <laughs> I don't know. But anyways... Learn Third Eye. I'm going to call it Third Eye. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Uh, it's the last song on Anima, I believe. Okay. Right? Okay. Anyway. Uh, uh, but I remember, you know, being in a in a line that was 75,000 feet, and, and it poured raining, and you just, it was it was an experience. You now know that, like, oh, if I go out into the world, I may want to bring the right tire. Yeah. You know, all this shit. But you didn't care. And you never thought it was weird. You just knew it was an experience, you know? You were probably watching, like, your first, you know, gang attack on the other side of the street or some, wow. some weird shit. No, no, no. I'm, I am not, I am not um, uh, being anything other than truthful as far as uh, uh, when we were going to gigs, yeah. downtown was not the greatest yeah. place yeah. in the world. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. <laughs> like, Aragon, going to that Smashing Pumpkins show... It, I mean, Uptown is already is 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 pretty crazy a pretty crazy yeah. neighborhood. Yeah. I mean, they have halfway houses. They have men, mental health centers. As a counselor, I know that there was a bunch of men, a mental institutions that we would take patients when they were too aggressive or violent. But back then, it was it was more I don't know off the hinges than it is today. Yeah, adventures in babysitting. <laughs> 
<laughs> Remember? They go downtown. Great reference. Yeah. They go downtown. Great reference. And the guy just goes like, you guys ain't from around here. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. that's good stuff. But I, I remember going to go, uh, we were going to get our car, and there was there was, there was five, uh, five black kids walking from the other direction, and me and my brother, and I, I know this is, it's, it's stereotypical and, and probably kind of racist to, you know, oh, there's five black kids walking in the other direction, and then we're like, just feeling like terrified because we're from the suburbs, and you know, nothing happened to us, but you know, that's I, it, it, I, I that's the, the issues of growing in a, in a growing up in a non-diverse. Uh, Neighborhood. Yeah, you, you start feeling the 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 different stereotypes start just oozing out right, of you. Right. Right. And then the month before, I got jumped. Is this the shoe print on the forehead story? The shoe print on the forehead, the shoe print on the <laughs> chest. Which that just that was freshly hap- that happened just weeks earlier. Right. Like three weeks before. So you're already on edge. I'm already on edge. Uh, and so like yeah, those were the, like. Those those punks from Hunter Trail and Orland Hills. What's what's that? Hunter Trail. Yeah. It's like the there's this street uh, right behind where Circuit City used to be and like where Walmart is now. Okay. And I didn't know there was a name for like the area. Yeah. Oh no, it's the name of the street is Hunter Trail. Oh, Hunter Trail is the name of the street. It's okay. like Section Eight homes over there. Right. And, uh, those kids were. Out. Even back then, because I, I just don't remember that being there back then, or well, at least being. When I was delivering, when I was eighteen, because I was fourteen then, so four years later when I was delivering over there, uh, that th- that was known, like, because uh, we had some bounced checks when you could use checks, and so that we had different addresses that don't go to this particular address, this name, because this is a bounced check. And there was there was a bunch of uh, Hunter Trail. Gotcha. So it was just no, and, and then our boss was like, "Yeah, that's Section Eight over there." So, you know, we still accept. You so know, where were you working at this point? Aurelios, over delivering. On, okay. Yeah, over on 159th. And what were we talking about? Where'd this come from? Uh, this was uh, talking about how it was back in the day in Chicago. Okay, so here's the deal. <laughs> I got a couple of venues I want to talk about real quick. Because I want to hear, well, I want to hear what you guys also know about these I, I probably don't remember. <clears throat> One is just because simply I'm going to tell you about it and we're going to see if you remember anything. Because I do remember being there, but the funny part is the, the couple shows I was there for, I can't remember what it was. I think it was local and I think I was like, hey man, come to my show. And I was like, uh, big horse. Yes. Oh, Yeah. You know, behind the Mexican restaurant, burritos in front, yep. party in back. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, and, and Wayside thing, played there a couple times. Yeah, oh. and the yeah. Thi- and when you were in the band, and th- here's the thing with Milwaukee Avenue right over there. That's we, why I we, can't remember it. We yeah. already brought up <laughs> du- we already brought up Double Door. Now you now we bring up Big Horse. I feel that Milwaukee Avenue was like our Bourbon Street back in the '90s. Like th- there was like probably like. P- Pontiac Cafe was over there. Uh, Subterranean was over there. The Note. The Note, which is now the Flatiron, was over there. 
uh, uh, Nick's Beer Garden was over there. I've never been. I, I, I've been. I had a beer or two, but I've never seen a band there. You've seen a band? Yes, there? Blues oh, Bands. Yeah. The, the Rebel Room is over there. The Reggae Bar. Like you, you had quite a few spots. Yeah. That had live music there. Sub T. Did you say that? Earlier? Yeah. Yeah. I love Sub T. Oh, it's 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 a great spot. And then what was under? Did Double Door have a do- another name for the downstairs? No, I, I mean, there might have been a name for the room. Hmm. Because, because apparently, I never saw one, but apparently there was gigs down there. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to remember how the, all these places looked inside because everything kind of gets blended together in my head. Yeah, I remember Big big Horse for sure. Like like the Elbow Burrito Room. Horse. Everybody ever go to the Elbow Room? Yeah. See a show there? Yeah, which is close. That's close the to. Yeah. Or the club. venue in <laughs> Yes, <Chicago>. yes. Yeah. <laughs> club Foot. That was another one that closed down oh, that yeah. had shows that there. That was cool. Yeah. That was a cool. They had mod night on Wednesday nights. Did they? Yeah, they had some like. Apparently, maybe you've been, but apparently I've been, I've missed a million things at Liars Club. Liars Club. That was another place. That's another place that had some pretty iconic shows, and I never saw the one. The Exit. Yeah. The Exit. Yeah. Exit. Yeah. Those those are straight up punk venues that I've not, uh, I, I do not have blood at yet. Um. Uh, okay, so Pontiac Cafe. Oh, jazz. There was plenty of jazz there. So, and it's funny that you say that. Pontiac Cafe, real quick story. Uh, Paul Wertico Trio. We find, we, we get into jazz a little bit, and we've got into jazz because of the empty bottle. The empty bottle played oh, jazz yeah. nights for $3 used to go, yeah, on used to go Tuesday nights. or Wednesday, whatever it was. Yeah. And then when we lived what, together, you used to always go there. On I would say, when was this? What 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 years are we talking? Two thousand and one, two thousand two. So what happened during that time is Ken Vandermark, a, a prominent saxophone player, uh, got a grant, and the history books show it was one of the best grants in Chicago, granted for a long time. Blah blah blah. I don't even know the rest. And he put it into getting wicked jazz out to the people and what so you would go to these empty bottle nights you go to he, and he, d- he you know far be it for me to know the extent of this grant but uh i went and was walking home and looked at three dollars to get in wait a minute i got three dollars <laughs> that's I, in I, my pocket and, right and now I walk, and i walk in and it's two dollar and fifty cent line and kugels and three dollar shots you did of the math maker was maker no. maker's mark for 15 bucks, you can get a little buzz going, watch some great jazz. Yeah. Um, so that was happening. Uh, so I. Well, what did I say right before this? Ken Vandermark, we're talking about uh, Pontiac Cafe. Yes. yes. So Paul Wertico. Um, there we go. So Paul Wertico is uh, famous on a higher caliber. Um, I would doubt that. Another gonna, Chicago I'm, guy? No. But he, you know, you're all wondering what the heck is he talking about? <laughs> he was Pat Metheny's drummer from a long, long time. And, and Pat Metheny is not one of all of us three's favorite guitar players. I understand this. I, I know where you're going. You probably n- might not have even ever heard that name. No, the name sounds familiar. I just can't. It was like smooth jazz. So, so exactly. You've arrived. We have now showed you Pat Metheny. Well, little, little did any of us know that those 
bastards, the good ones, not the Muzak that came from it, yeah. but the good ones were bitching. We just didn't, right. didn't get into that music at right. the time, right? So, uh, so anyway, uh, I'm in a trio at the time doing sort of fusion metal jazz, uh, fake fusion metal jazz, and. Uh, and and why fake? Chris, yeah, why is why is it fake? Was don't, it? Don't sell yourself. Short. Well, whatever. But um, I mean, unless it was like legitimately like fake, like it wasn't actually real. You just well, yeah, told we, yourself you was, were in this band was, and it didn't well, actually exist. It, in order to you play with Star Wars figures. No, I think it took a lot of literature to call it fake. In order for me to call it fake, <laughs> I have to know that what the guys I was listening to were into, which I am. I, I read a lot of articles, and they were into shit, and I wasn't. But I still got into the same thing. But I just wanted to sound like them. Yeah, it was totally fake. Anyway, uh, so we're at the Pontiac Cafe. He okay. goes, "Dude, this drummer's amazing." That's all I know. Drummer's amazing. His name's Paul Wordico. Awesome. And it's at the Pontiac Cafe. Basically, it, it's demise. You're right. It's like right about to end. Yeah. And become big stuff. You know the Pontiac Cafe. I don't. It's Big Star. Yeah, that's Big Star. So I had, I was not in Chicago during like 2000, 2006 oh, yeah, right. or seven. He lived in Southern California. Yeah. Oh, my God. What, yeah. Wait, wait, you can't just call. I lived in California. It was the Southern part. What, what part? I was, so I was in the Inland Empire. I was out near Riverside. Wow. Yeah. Riverside. Okay. Technically Moreno Valley if you want to get. Is Fullerton over there and stuff? Yeah. Nope. No? No. Not by me. Not by where I was. See, cab driver, you can tell. Where are you going? (laughs) (laughs) Get in. (laughs) Thank God for GPS, right? Uh, So so we're at Pontiac Cafe in its demise. It's about to, in three years, become Big Star. And Pontiac Cafe, by the way, the sign is in, it's on Chicago Avenue, Five Star. The sign of Pontiac Cafe is in inside the inside bar. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so we're there. Hardly any people there because you got like like a demise of a cafe, a neighborhood that's about to change over, and a progressive rock trio where the and I did my research. John Mulder, not the guy from X Files, but really close. His name um, is a priest. Catholic priest. Uh, he plays guitar. The I, the bass player, instead of plays a huge uh, stand-up bass, plays like a stick bass that he plugs in, and it looks really cool. And then you got Paul Wordico, a famous person, yeah, who <laughs> plays amazing drums. Like like you know, just a guy that would you wouldn't be surprised if he was on like Paul Simon album or something. Ken mm-hmm. Vandermark played at the Hot House Cafe a lot too. Remember that place? Oh my Luke? God. I saw him there with Al. Al, you remember Al? Al Whitney. Oh, Al Whitney. Yes, yeah. of course. Yeah, and uh, if if it weren't for you, I wouldn't know who the hell Ken Vander, Ken Vandermark, who the hell he was. And it was like, oh man. See, I can you inform? I don't know who that Just, is. Just there's a group of jazz people that are actually really jazz people, like Coltrane type of Miles Davis type of thing. But this era, modern day, right? Yeah. Modern and uh, you know they they filter through all the people if you get really into jazz, which you can. Uh, I can't. Roscoe Mitchell, um, um, the guy that owned 
Velvet Lounge. Vel- I this? was just about to bring up Velvet Lounge. Yeah. What was that? Uh, 21 to 20 and a half yeah. south, like, Indiana. I like mean, it was, it was just. And who is the guy? Fred Anderson owned the Velvet yes. Lounge. And see, so so here's you're piercing into my my territory. Tortoise, gotcha. Tortoise would play there. Like. Right, right, right. So so Tortoise, you know Tortoise and stuff like that. And Tortoise affected like, uh, you know, they they did albums with. Um, uh, yep. Uh, Tangerine Dream. Um, Stereolab, sorry, Stereolab. So all of those people were cool, but like uh, Velvet Lounge was the original. Fred Anderson is in his; he's passed away already. Uh, sucks, um, but he's in his old dusty place. I was only able to go there a couple times. Yeah, before I closed. only went. I only went a few times. Yeah. And you had to find a seat, and it was awkward, and it was weird, and, and it's and, very small. And you, you obviously are new there, so you don't know what's going on. And he played with amazing bands. And he did it the old school way. There would be two lights that were sort of crooked, and yeah. he'd go, Pointing. on drums we have Ulagaka uh, Shababa uh, <laughs> from, from like Ireland, and blah, 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 from Africa, and blah, blah. And then I remember him going like, and then Tony, he's from down the street. <laughs> um, he's on the drums. And so he they played this amazing set, and... Uh, in, the, in he played at the end of this thing, and I was like, "Man, this is really real shit." You know, like never knew it was here. Uh, a, a friend brought me, and he's playing a thing at the end of this jam, and he ends it, and his his drummer goes off, his drum solo, and that eighty-three-year-old man who owns his own place and is going to eventually pass away in the, the next couple of years. Oh man. Um, Puts down his sax right after that beautiful solo I just heard. Goes straight to the bathroom. <laughs> just, and I looked at him, and he was like, he just left his own band, went straight to the bathroom. That's a guy that I'm, I'm, I'm going to admire. Yeah. It's just, it's just this, this, this magic that Chicago has. And then check this out. There's a little thing that came back. We're all, I, and I looked at the person. I was like, that's pretty funny. And then about five minutes later, he comes back, hobbles back. Gets gets the saxophone, puts it on, right back, just to look at the band and go, and done. (laughs) (laughs) Plays that last note. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like so, there there was there was also like venues like Loudjax that is no longer with us. That is now Lincoln Hall, and then. California Clipper. California Clipper. That's, That's another one. Since the pandemic. Now I've been thinking one. about that lately. I've been thinking about that sign. I've been thinking about the inside. They got to just, somebody's got to buy it. Gotta yeah. Open it up yeah. as so the California Clipper. From what I understood, there, there was, it was, had nothing to do with the, the pandemic. It was lease issues. Okay. Okay. If I heard correct. I mean, I remember oh. reading about it. And I work for the people that oh. closed it. Oh. Um. It, it was just pick and choose. It was pandemic shit. You're was absolutely it? right. It was yeah. pandemic shit. Okay. Um, um, if, if you wanted me to bring up the article, it was Hogsalt Hospitality um, told the landlord, here we can't pay the... And the landlord going like, well, okay, let's work something out. And then they, they said no. Oh, see, that's weird because... That's what the article I read. I, I remember, again, this was way back when at the beginning of the pandemic, I thought I read it was kind of the other way around where... They were trying to work out with the landlord, 
and landlord was just like, yeah, no, it, we're not going to work with you. Or, and the funny part is, is that you're absolutely right. Like I don't work for Hog Salt. I know that's the restaurant group. Mm-hmm. They owned yeah. they owned California Kilper. Um, the same they owned uh, CC Ferns. They also owned Bavettes. They also owned oh yeah yeah, yeah. all right well Oshabal yeah I've been to. Um, Oh, uh, Vets is uh, Green, Green Street. Green Street. A little too fancy for me. But oh, come on. It's it's weird. It's, it's nice. expensive it's burger. It's really nice. It's yeah. really nice. It's, it's, it's an nice expensive thing. burger that is at least half as good. I'm sorry. They got that lunch brisket sandwich. The, how do I, how the, do I the, say the train this? whack. It's half more. Anyway, I'm saying it's like really better than a Wendy's burger. Wendy's is pretty good. <laughs> Are you a meat eater? I am not. No, see, we don't even need to. He's just laughing at us right now. Yeah. He's just like, he's you guys are thinking it's, like. It's funny because I went to Bavette's with a group of friends who, there's a, it's like a, every year they do uh, fantasy football stuff, mm-hmm. which all, all, I'm not into huge, at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Another Jeff thing. Jeff Hall is a huge football fan. Another thing I'm not into at all. Yeah. And yet they include me, which is nice of them. But yeah, they do like a fancy dinner at the end of it for the winner. They take the winner out and this fancy steak dinner. And they invited me, which was at Bavette's at the time, that one. And it was uh, a really fancy place. Let me, let me follow that up really quick. Hogsaw Hospitality, I do all their work, I do all their espresso stuff. They have some of the best restaurants out of there. If I, there is one place that I have fixed the espresso machine that I have want to go and I have not been yet, and that is Bavette's. And I think that if Batman, also known as Bruce Wayne, uh, <laughs> did, you, did you not remember, or we just I, wanted I, him I to chime I in? My brain okay. was not, and I knew he would know. Um, lived in great at password Chicago, which we all know he does. Um, he would go to Bavette's. That's yeah. how, Chicago, cool, that's how that's, cool this place is. Yeah. And how dark and folks, like. Folks, Chicago is Gotham City. Come yeah. on. It is. <laughs> and New York is Metropolis. And L.A. is L.A. <laughs> but uh, on that note, we're going to wrap it up. Until uh, next time, we'll, we'll, we'll go further on about some spots that we were talking about earlier. I mean, we didn't even touch on the most famous DIY spot in oh, Chicago. Oh, now he's, now now he's well, talking. Listen, now, hold now. on. For the for the record, you guys were talking, and I was listening, and I was okay. taking it all in. Well, let's let's do an encore right now. Let's Fireside Bowl is hands down the, one of the most iconic DIY we're, spots okay. in Chicago. We're doing an encore. No, I, we can talk about it again. We can, do, you know... Go to the next show. Oh, okay, it. we do that's a lit. Okay, okay. We're gonna do a fireside show. We're, we're gonna, gonna do a fireside show. We'll do a fireside show uh, next time around. Have folks. you, th- Nick? Are you? F- did you go to fireside at all? No. Oh, <laughs> really? All right. Yeah, okay. Weird, okay. I loved it. That's surprising. Okay. But I would like to hear about. It. We'll hear more about yeah. that, folks. Uh, That'll be a show all unto itself. Yes, because fireside is loaded. It's so loaded with with music. Bowling and beer. <laughs> All right, folks. All right. Good night. Good night.